Good morning and welcome as we worship God and just give thanks to his name. Thanksgiving is, of course, we're past that, but I want to give you a Thanksgiving meal, a uh, passage of scripture for you this morning for this week. And so you've had your natural and, and but I really feel like it is a, a, a Thanksgiving uh, meal. And that would be Psalm 65. Psalm 65, and, you know, if you take that this morning and, and you read that and digest that, you know what I mean, and embrace it and uh, anticipate it, you know, uh, it just will, will give you, a, 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 you know, some insights. Because last week we talked about how God's got your back. And, uh, you know, uh, what he himself has, you know, given, uh, taken on as his responsibility. You know, responsibilities in life are real, but there's some responsibilities that God himself has taken on. And Psalm 65 is one of those things that, that God says, you know, uh, what he's going to do. And in reference to Psalm 65, uh, he said this week, <clears throat> point out to the church uh, the phrase, he crowns your year. So many times it's an event, you know what I mean, that captures our focus. So many times it's an issue that seems to, you know, uh, uh, fill the screen and the picture of our mind. But it says there that he crowns your year. And so he, he wants us to go ahead and, and, you know, have a perspective, a visual, more than just a day, you know, more than just a week and a month, but, but a year. And as you, you know, view the year, uh, and that year does not have to be, be from January to, to December, January to January, you know. Uh, uh, but, you know, take a longer picture, a longer view, and you will see that Psalm 65 is really a, you know, that God keeps that, that part of it, all right? So, um, anyway, yes, he crowns your year. Everybody say year. All right, can you do that now? Because you've had some events that, as we all do, uh, but yet you need a perspective that, uh, that's broader than the one day, the one week, or the one event, and you will see that the Lord is good. All the time. All the time. <laughs> Amen. Amen. There's Glenda there, you know, you know, an event that's happening in her life, but she's always been one to take the, the more total picture and, and uh, you know, uh, it does something amazing. Well, last week we talked about, you know, God, how God's got our back covered. Well, this, this morning I want to talk to us how the blood of Christ has us covered. Last week it was, he that dwelt in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And all the promises that God says that, you know what I mean, there is when you have relationship with him. Psalms 91, it's just like, you know, whew, I mean, I just want to get there. I don't know about you, but I like, I like to be blessed. You know, I like good days. And I like the favor of the Lord, and, and uh, God loves to, to, get, to give you his favor. So, but this morning, we're going to talk about how the blood has you covered. And I'm going to go at it from an angle, an objective, and I hope we hit the mark this morning. But I believe that the church has low blood. Yeah. 
I believe that the blood level is low. And I do not say that, you know what I mean, uh, uh, condemningly. We want to raise the blood level this morning. We want to raise the blood level. Uh, now, I'm not a doctor. I'm not, you know what I mean, uh, even close to a physician or a nurse. Uh, so I don't know the specifics, the details of, of, of low blood from a scientific standpoint. But I know the effects of low blood in relationship to my own body. There's much that the blood does and, you know, the value of it and what it is in our body and all of that. But having low blood, uh, you know, really has a lot to do with your immunity system. We know that, right? I, I get any amen from some doctors or nurses here. Rose, help me out here. I need an amen. Okay, all right, all right. What does that mean if, if, you're, if your blood is low? You're more susceptible. You're more susceptible. Now, there's the natural blood, and there's the blood of Jesus Christ, you know. The blood of Jesus Christ covers all areas of our life, all right? covers the natural side of our body. It covers the spiritual realm, you know what I mean, of our being. It covers our emotional. Uh, you know, it, 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 it has to do with the total, the total life, all right? And so if our immune system is down... If our blood is low and our immune system is down, then we're more susceptible. And one of the one of the 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 the, the main things for the blood of Jesus Christ, of the blood of Jesus Christ is that it's the only power against sin. That destructive, destroying element, you know what I mean, uh, that plagues humanity. And so, if the blood level is low in your life, then your immunity to sin. You know what I mean? Is going to be down. If you get the blood level high, then your immunity to it is going to be, you know, greater. When your blood level is 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 low, you you uh, energy is missing. You don't have a dynamic, energized, you know, uh, 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 physical body and even outlook on life. You don't. You know, you're kind of complacent, you know what I mean? And, 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 you know, vision is, you know, it's just kind of, you know, it's dull. You just don't feel, you know, anticipatory when your blood is, is low. Your energy level just goes way down. So our immunity system, you know what I mean, becomes low. Our, our energy, you know, uh, is becomes affected, you know, uh, uh, our, uh, uh, our victories a lot of times are few. Victories are a lot of times are few because, you know, that blood is, the blood is low. In July, I, July 7th, I had surgery, rotor cuff surgery. Uh, it, it, you can say, oh. <laughs> Didn't you just read a passage of scripture about... You know what I mean? How you treat your enemies and stuff like that. And I'm a brother and a sister. I didn't even get an O out of that one. You know what I mean? But anyway, uh, 
from that, it is not uncommon, the doctor told me, that, that your body takes a shock and my blood went low. And so as a result of my blood going low, you know what I mean? I, I'm All those things I described to you, I, I don't have any energy, you know what I mean? I don't like the church, I, I just don't, you know what I mean? I, I mean, it's just, it was really low, you know? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm giving you a picture. What can happen when you're, you know, it, it, you know, uh, uh, you know, you know, your, 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 your wife is just as pretty as she ever was, but you know what I mean? Pretty never comes around when your blood is low. You know what I mean? It just, it's, it's just one of those things. And so, and so, you know, but in order to get that blood back up, I had to take some, you know, nutritional elements that would help to build it and fortify it and get it back up. And, and uh, uh, you know, boy, it really was crawling there slow. No, really slow. And uh, I really felt the effects of it, okay? I am still feeling, you know, some of the side effects of it because it's still not up where it, where it should be. Oh, okay, there you go. No, we don't want to overplay that one, but <laughs> I was trying to get one automatic, you know what I mean? Without... <laughs> But anyway, uh, and so I still feel that, uh, but I, I, I feel as it's coming up, you know what I mean? Uh, my energy, you know, everything is, is having, it's having a, a positive effect about that. And so as we try to increase the blood level this morning, and that's my objective, if you'll receive it in trying to increase the blood level, you know what I mean? Um, because when you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, all of a sudden there's a canopy of protection that is stretched out over your life. And so the blood of Christ, this morning I want you to know that the Jesus blood has got you covered. If you're a believer, you've accepted Jesus Christ, you know what I mean? And you've committed your life and you don't have it all worked out. You know, but he is a focal point and is, has become your life, you know. Now, I want you to know that Jesus died naked so that you could live covered. So you could live covered. The blood has you covered. The blood of Christ protects, pardons, purges, and nourishes. A lot like the natural blood. The blood is so important to God because life is in the blood. That it is mentioned, you know, almost 700 times in the Bible. An emphasis. Whenever there is an emphasis like that, God is saying something. King David referred to it as the incorruptible blood. In other words, it's blood that's not contaminated. It's blood that cannot carry, you know, disease, sickness. It's a blood that, you know, removes and eradicates and kills disease and sickness. Peter spoke of it as the precious blood. The Apostle John in, in Revelation spoke of the blood as the overcoming power of the blood. 
the blood we know is a supplier. It supplies life, oxygen, and nutrients, and removes toxins and waste from the cells. Much like the blood of Christ. Nourishing, but also removing. We have our passages of scriptures up there. Please Exodus 12 and 13 says, Now the blood shall be a sign for you on your houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. If you forgive me so we don't have to go into the history of it, you know what I mean? It goes back to the Exodus and how important the blood was in their deliverance. In Romans chapter 3, 23, it says, Whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in forbearance God has passed over the sins that were previously committed. Your past, your history. All right? We can discover that life's problems are traced to sin problems. Right. And life's blessings are tied to the blood cleansing. Yes. Let me read. You know, it's, it's tough to talk about sin in church, isn't it? It's not too popular. But it's in the book. It says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, no, not one, that is on their own merit. Jesus said and taught that that if you look at the inner man, you'll discover the causes of sin, for what comes out of a man defiles a man. Evil thoughts adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, and evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness, all these things come from within and defile a man. It says in Galatians chapter 5, now the works of the flesh are evident, Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contention, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like. Book of Romans goes on and, you know, expands upon that. But the point being is that, you know, the problem in the world is sin. It's sin. The reason that we have, you know, the murders and the conflicts and the jealousies, you know what I mean, and, and the immorality and all of that type of thing is because of sin. Sin. And so God, you know what I mean, he didn't just leave and play a neutral part in this, but he went ahead and, you know, moved on our behalf. And he shed his blood. In 1 John chapter 1 verse 7 it says this if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship with one another 
And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 6. There is also contained in Scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Here's a, there is someone that connects it all. And that someone, of course, is Jesus Christ. Just as life was forfeited because of sin, Life is reclaimed by the blood of God. It's reclaimed by the blood of God. So without the blood, there's no atonement. Because the blood makes atonement, as we've read. Without the shedding of blood, Hebrews 9.22, there is no remission of Sin. In other words, there's never going to be any health. The disease will always, you know, be running rampant. The disease will always, you know what I mean, uh, at some point be manifesting itself and becoming evident. But if without the shedding of blood there's no remission of sins, then with the shedding of blood there is remission of sins. Now, when God sheds blood, it isn't specifically or or intentionally that he's after the blood. What he's after is life. Okay? People say, well, it's such a bloody religion. You know, why blood? Because it's after life. The life is in the blood. And so somehow or somewhere there has to be, you know what I mean, some blood for life to get returned. And so when God, you know, sacrificed Jesus, or if you go to the Old Testament, all the sacrifices, he was after life. Because when he said to Adam and Eve, the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. In other words, they transgressed or sinned, and so death become a dominant thing. But when the blood is applied, it's no longer death that is dominant. It's life that's dominant. When Adam and Eve sinned and God slew the... First of all, they they tried to cover themselves with leaves. But it did nothing. It it didn't do really anything for their conscience. It didn't do anything, you know what I mean, to bring them out of hiding. In their covering of leaves, they were still in hiding. But then when God went ahead and, and you know, killed the animal, put a, a uh, you know, leather or skin covering, you know, things started to get better. But not because of that covering, but because all of a sudden something is happening in, in the inside of them. There's been blood that has been shed. And while you and I might see the the covering of the skin, God sees the covering of blood. God sees the covering of blood. And we know the effects of that and how, how powerful it is and the, the fellowship that it, that it gives, gives to us. But the blood makes atonement. In other words, it blots out and destroys the effect of sin. 
You'll never win it until you realize the power of the blood. When you begin to realize the power of the blood, the level of blood in your life is going to go up. And everything that the blood carries is also going to start to be more and more more evident. The blood meets the divine requirements. You can't do it. You can never measure up. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Paul said, as pertaining to the law, I am perfect. In other words, he kept every, you know, every uh, order of the Levitical priesthood law, every requirement of the feasts. He did it all. But yet, he still needed the blood. Because it meets God's requirement. Hallelujah. You stand before him, you come before him, you worship before him, you live before him, you know, based upon the blood of Jesus Christ. Your best day is in the blood. We're going to raise the blood level. The life of the flesh is in the blood. Naturally and spiritually. You're going to get your, 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 your flesh, you know, to live righteously. It's going to be through the blood. The covering of the blood, the empowerment of the blood. This very work of Jesus Christ in the blood, it laid the foundation on which God and man could meet to be friends. By the blood. By the blood, you and God are friends. He says in Hebrews chapter 8 and 12, he says, your sins and iniquities, I'm going to remember no more. So many times we're just haunted, you know, and we're plagued. We want to run free, but we can't run free because we're plagued by yesterday's mistakes, yesterday's shortcomings. And are they valid? Are they real? Absolutely. But the blood gives you a fresh start, a brand new beginning. You don't have to be plagued by it. You don't have to have a burden, you know what I mean, or a weightiness of I can't do this because I've got this. Now, you're going to have to work that out in through mankind's arena. But in God's arena, you don't have to work it out. He's already worked it out. You see what I'm saying? God's arena and man's arena. There's two different ones. And both of them are valid, you know? Both of them are where you have to function, where you have to work. But you can be in trouble with man. It's much worse to be in trouble with God. Well, God says, I'll go ahead and, you know, take care of the trouble that you're in with me. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
Yeah, the trouble that you've been in with God. He says, I'll take care of it. That life force of his blood completely covered, it cleansed, and it annulled sin. And therefore, even death has been annulled. Without the blood, there's no pardon. You know that God will pardon everyone that applies for pardon if they apply, apply through it through the blood of Jesus Christ? He'll pardon everyone. Jesus, I believe I'm a sinner. You know, I've come up short. I've done this. You know what I mean? But I believe in your finished work. I believe in the, in the work of Jesus Christ. You know, I believe that he did it for me. I'm not trying to earn it. I want to accept it. You know what I mean? I need your help. And he said, I will pardon it. I will pardon it. Without the shedding of blood, no remission. But with the shedding of blood, there is. It was the blood that satisfied God, that releases the grace of God. Releases the grace of God towards sinners. You know, and it releases greater measures of God toward the, toward the believer. By the blood, we're able to come to the throne of grace. So we have pardon with the blood. We have reconciliation with the blood. In other words, when you get together, God has no animosity toward you. The differences of the problems as far as God's standpoint has been concerned, you know what I mean? They've been resolved. Now, you might have some things to work through, and that's the purpose and the power of blood, is understanding, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? If, if God is for us, then why do you want to be against yourself? And so God says, you know, when we get together, this, there's no animosity here. Well, you say, but oh God, you don't know what I've done. Yeah, he knows what you've done. <laughs> With the blood. We make our promises to God we'll, we'll do better, and, and we should make promises to God that we'll do better, because that's the blood helps us do better. The Bible says in 120, he says that, that God has made peace through the blood of the cross. The chaos and the dissension and the division. It's only one place. And that's through the blood. See, at the cross, and the cross alone, the blood of Jesus Christ is, is where God will meet sinners and he receives them into his favor and his friendship. There's no access to God without the blood. The, the, the ladder to God is, you know what I mean, is, is way too out of reach. But Jesus Christ and the blood eliminates the distance. It says in Hebrews chapter 10, having boldness, brethren, to enter by the blood of Jesus. I think if we capture the truth of the blood... You know what I mean? I think the, the power of it is, 
going to have some amazing effects in, in our life. You can't subdue sin without the blood. That's right. But the blood of Jesus quickens us and can quicken your soul and move it toward him. One of the reasons the blood is so powerful, you know, in Jesus Christ, in Hebrews chapter 7, as the high priest forever, he's able to save, it says, to the uttermost. Those who come to him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. He's always enforcing on your behalf and my behalf the work of the blood. He's always enforcing it. That's what, that's what an intercessor does. That's what a high priest does. He brings the blood. He brings the blood to the almighty righteous father. And the father has said, I, I accept the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. There's no cleansing from guilt without the blood, but there's cleansing from guilt without the blood. When your conscience rises up and condemns you, you just have to turn to the blood of Jesus. You don't have to say that you're, you know, argue your way out. You're guilty. But there was an innocent one that stood in place of it so that your guilt no longer would not stand. And I know that it's too good to be true, but we need something. Guilt has a way of adhering to your conscience and tormenting your spirit and confusing your judgment and producing fears until you get sprinkled with the blood of Jesus. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? The fact of the matter is that sin dies in the presence of the blood. When death drank in the blood, it died. Now that's an oxymoron, death and dying. But when you get the blood, then there's no more death. We live because object of the blood is life. You conquer Satan by the power of the blood. You overcome him by the blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony. What, what's the te- word of their testimony? What is it you're going to testify? You're going to testify about the blood. You testify about the cross. But Jesus. In the scriptures there are 
There is poured out blood and there is sprinkled blood. Okay, now this is where you come in and I come in. God has poured out his blood. But it's in a basin. He carried it to the heavens. But when he says the blood must be sprinkled, the high priest would have to take, you know, a branch and they'd have to dip it in the basin and they'd have to sprinkle whatever it was that needed to be cleansed. Having your heart sprinkled. There was the water basin and the blood basin. And so to, to sprinkle it, that's what you do when you, you know, apply it. When you ask for it. When you live in it, when you move in it, if you walk in the light, as he in the light, as Jesus Christ just sends, cleanses us, the application of it. You have to believe in the power of the blood. So when you lift it out of the basin and apply it to your life, all of a sudden, the power of the blood it will be experienced in your life. Blood sprinkled upon your life. Isaiah chapter 43, the blood protects. He says, when you pass through the fire, when you go through the waters, and even when you are in the blaze, there's a shield. There's a shield. Hallelujah. The blood covers us during times of when God judges things, and he does, the judgment of sins. Now there's an eternal judgment, there's a judgment coming, but there are times that God will judge in life. But the blood, the blood that's been sprinkled will protect you. Passover demonstrates that in Exodus chapter 12. You know what I mean? We see the picture of a, a lamb had to be killed but they had to do something with it, right? They had to put it on the doorpost and the lentil. And he says, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And so the plagues that happened all around them did not touch them because of the blood. The sentence that went across the land, Israel would have been swept up in it were it not for the remedy that God gave them and that was the blood. The Rahab harlot was, uh, she was not, she did not die with the people in Jericho. All because of, she let down a scarlet rope or cord, which was directive, indicative of the blood. It was an identifying thing so that Israel would know who it was that, of course, had made a covenant with God. And so here you have this city 
And out of this under siege and is being taken over and all the walls are falling down except the one part of the wall where the house of Rahab was at. (laughs) The blood protected because she came in agreement in a covenant. Oh yes. Jesus, it says, is our Passover lamb. We live in protection. Hallelujah. Covers our sins. Covers his shortcomings. Somebody says it's a get out of jail free card. And it is for you, but it wasn't free for him. And when you put into the cost of it, you won't take the get out of jail free card carelessly. The blood pardons and it purges. The blood is, the, is, is a divine detergent, church. It is, a, it is a, a cleanser. You are, it is, you are clean. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as wool. Though be red, red like crimson, they shall be white as snow. See, some accept the blood of Jesus, but they still hang on to the guilt And the blood is designed to not only pay for your sins, it's designed to free you from the guilt of your your sins. Because he whom the Son sets free is free in deed. God's approach is different than ours. The divine detergent It's got to be there because nothing polluted can stand in the presence of God. But because of the blood, the Father is pleased to have you in His presence. He's pleased to have you in His presence. It's some place that you can feel welcome. Not because you had a good week and not because you're so perfect and not because you, you, you know, loved your enemy and though you should. But because of the blood of Jesus Christ. It is he who has made us accepted in the beloved. Jesus Christ. You know what it says in, in, in the reference to, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 there, you know what I mean? That, that often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. What's the first thing he says you need to do? Focus. Focus. When you, you know, come to the table of the Lord, he says you need to focus because it's out of the focus that everything else, you know what I mean, all the benefactors, you know, 
Hallelujah. The blood. Because everything about God is life. He is light and life. And he went to the extreme to shed his life's blood so that his life's blood could flow. There's a song we used to sing when I was growing up. It says, his royal blood now flows in my veins. And spiritually speaking, that's, there's a transfusion that the blood of Christ means that he removes the contamination of sin. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. God has passed over the sins that were previously committed. Two aspects of atonement is this. Forgiveness of sins and deliverance from the power of sin. Somebody says, well, pastor, how come I'm still sinning? We need a higher blood level. We need a higher blood level. Romans chapter 6, verse 14 says this, For sin shall not have dominion over you. The more you get connected to the truth and the power of the blood, the less influence and dominance sin will have in your life. Because the law of sin and death, or the law of life in Christ has set me free from the law of sin and death. The law of life. The life is in the blood. Now, of course, the follow-up of that is, of course, the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says that, you know what I mean, that the Holy Spirit becomes poured out upon us, according to Peter, you know what I mean, all because of what... Jesus Christ has done. There's no separation, you know what I mean? You say, well, the blood, they got the death and the resurrections. Those are, they're, you know, how can I put it? You just can't separate them. So, you know, don't, no sense in getting technical, I think, sometimes in those, in those areas. So he not only forgives, but removes tendencies and consequences of sin and repairs the believer he repairs your personality. Guilt is a slave master. Your conscience, you know what I mean? I mean, it, it, it will put you in a zone where conversation that's going on, you won't even hear it. And, and you know, if they press the conversation, you'll snap at them. Because somehow you're being weighted by that. So let me recap here. Forgiveness and cleansing, cancellation and deliverance, freedom from guilt and the power of sin, remission and purging, mercy and healing. It says the blood will cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living 
gone. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. There are two examples that he gives to us in the scripture. Now, there's more than two examples. The two examples I'll make reference to of cancellation and deliverance. There were two birds. The two birds that speak to us in Leviticus chapter 14 about this. One bird was killed. And the other bird was released. The one bird was killed and then the, the blood of that one was you know, sprinkled on the other bird. And so the spiritual dynamic is, is that we all die in Christ. Death is a reality. It has to take place. And it says we've all died in Christ. Therefore, reckon yourselves dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God. So you've got to have this positive and this negative connection. Your death and your resurrection. You died in Christ. All of humanity, as far as God's concerned, you know what I mean? He took everyone. Now we have to identify with it. Whether we not only died in Christ, but we also were raised with him. And that is when they released that bird, that's what he was saying. We were raised with him. There's a power of resurrection that's afforded through the process of God's work in, in, our, in our hearts and in our lives. Many of you might be familiar with the two scapegoats. How that one was killed, you know what I mean? And the other one was, sins of the nation were spoken over him and the one goat died and the other one was released with confession. Confess your sins and he is faithful and just to forgive us your sins and then to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Okay, first of all, we got the sinner over here. Now, the, last, the, the scripture I just pointed was not a sinner scripture. That was a believer scripture. We got the, the sinner scripture, you know what I mean? That you gotta realize that you're a sinner, that you violated God. That's what sin is, just simply violating God. And you recognize, you know, the degree of it, and so you want to cleanse, and you just realize and believe that what he's done for you, what he did on the cross, he did it for you. You have to personalize it. You have to personalize it. Everybody say, I've got to personalize it. All right? You know? I can get it, but you've got to get it. Or you can get it, but I've got to get it. And so, you know what I mean? But then he says, he goes on to say, you know what I mean? To the believer, he says, now there's an activity of God that's been going on in your life. There's a conscience of God that's been born in and active in you. There's a word that's been given to you that is, you know what I mean, is, helps to enhance, you know, that conscience of God in you. Now, when you come to the point and find out that, you know what I mean, 
uh, you, you sense something, and then maybe you read something, and then you become aware of something, <laughs> and all of those being in the negative, he says you need to come clean on it. Because what has happened is I've went ahead and just shown some light. It's not a light for condemnation. It's a light for confession. There is therefore no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus who walked not after the flesh but after the spirit. So there's a, there's a, there's a realm of walking that's in, included here. But the, the believer has to learn to confess. The believer has to learn to walk in the light. Imagine going through life and, you know what I mean? If you walk in the light as he is in the light, then you have your fellowship with one another. One of the first elements of true light in, light, in, in, in word is what? It's not your cleansing. It's your fellowship. Then you shall have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, your sons, cleanses you from all unrighteousness. He's not only for, he's not just forgiving your sins. You know what I mean? He's, he's actuating a power in you for living in the righteousness. Every righteousness that you do is, is not, you know what I mean, because of your own personal power. You have a will that you must engage. You see, when Jesus gave up his will, he gave up his will to engage his will. You do not neutralize your will. You engage your will. Jesus gave up his will to the Father, but in order to move from that state, you know, he had to go ahead and engage his will. And what a strong will it was that, that he engaged. But the blood, the blood of Jesus Christ. My grandkids, if I can just use them for a moment, uh, and you can use yours, but, but I get to talk, so... But they know that they can come to Grandpa anytime, any place. Because basically they've they've never I don't think ever got a frown, you know. Got a, 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 a you know, nothing but a smile. Because they always know. They always know. Because it's not that sometimes it's not convenient or it's not that, you know what I mean, even what they're doing might not be exactly what, you know, might be perfect, but you overlook those things. And that's what God does. You know, and I know people say, well, then that's just a license to sin. It's the only license from sin is to know that you've been freed by the blood of Jesus Christ. You will struggle. You will work. 
You will have good days and you'll have bad days. And even when you understand this, you'll have good days and you'll have bad days. But at least you can start having some happy days. You can have some happy days. Amen? Ask my musicians to come this morning. The blood nourishes us. Jesus said, as you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you'll have no part in you. See, the blood, it doesn't just do something for us. It does something in us. It does something in us. His life becomes our life. I love what Jesus said in John chapter 6. As a living father sent me, I live because of the father. So he who feeds on me will live because of me. You will engage in a new life. The the union that existed between Jesus and the Father is the same union that's to exist between you and Jesus. Now, I'm still working on it. I'm still working on it, okay? When I read the passage of Scripture and I bought into it, it says that, that as the Father loves Jesus, so he loves me. I'm still trying to get it. Really? Whoa. That's awesome. See, but I'm always trying to feel it. We always got to travel through the feeling part of it rather than first doing the truth part of it. Well, that's who we are. That's what happens, you know. But he loves you. He sees you cleansed. Just like he sees, saw Jesus' purity. He sees you cleansed. I know. You can't do it. I can't do it. But only God can do it. Your sins and your iniquities, I'll remember no more. Oh, I wish I could get that. Because... When I come up short, the first thing that comes up is the other short things that came up in the same vein. (laughs) Right? Absolutely. And there you go. You know what I mean? It just builds. Just overcomes. So the blood does not only something for us it does something in us because of the blood you don't have to hide from God's presence any longer 
You can come and just lift your hands and worship the Lord. You have an argument before you get to church? Your, your, your whole, everything is messed up, isn't it? I mean, your mind's messed up. I mean, you know, everything is just really bad. We always got to work through those things. And those moments in time, I got to just say, Lord, I just come clean. I just come clean. Here I am to worship you. Here I am to praise you. Your sins and your iniquities I remember no more. As the blood level goes up in your life and in your mind, you're understanding your past is not going to haunt you so heavily. It's not going to hold you in prison. Fearful that you're going to make the same mistake again. I'm not going to remember it. Said he removes our sins as far as the east is from the west. Somebody might bring up the remembrance of it, but it'll never be our Heavenly Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Because as Scott has said, and we all know that when you go east and you keep going, you always go east. If you go west, you always go east. But if you go north and south, you only go to north so far and all of a sudden you're going south. And vice versa, you go south and sooner or later you're going north. And what happens? You run into your past. Says, no, I'm going to remove it as far as the east is from the west stop running into your past would you this morning by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ stop being afraid to go forward stop standing still move into your tomorrow's because he laid on us the sin, the iniquity of us all. It's for real. There really is power in the blood, church. There really is power in the blood. This is how God looks at it. How are you going to look at it? This is how God sees it. How are you going to see it? Isaiah 53 says, Who has believed our report? Oh my, what a report. And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Every punishment that you were due laid upon Jesus. So mercy and grace could be extended. 
because he knows that mercy and grace produces a lot more than law and legalism. There's nothing wrong with law and legalism. It is good information and it's informative. But it's powerless to make the reader perfect. It's powerless to make the reader better. But everything has been done by a better sacrifice. The blood of Jesus is so powerful that it not only cleansed the earthly elements, it cleansed the heavenly. Because when Satan threw the fit, there was a contamination that happened in the heavenly. And that's why the book of Hebrews says that the purging went on only on an earth, but it went on in the heavens. And when, when the purging took place in the heavens, guess what? He had to leave because wherever there's blood, the enemy has to leave. Say, Pastor, how can I raise the blood level in my life? I believe that you can do it by focusing on the blood of Jesus rather than on your sins. Confess them. You know. And don't keep confessing them. Because <laughs> you just keep reminding yourself. <laughs> just confess them. And believe that he's forgiven you of your sins. Small or great. It's, it, it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Begin to focus. As often as you do this, Remember me. Focus number one. Remember me. Neither do I condemn you, but go and sin no more. Guilty is. Guilt can be. Every evidence was there. The accusers were there. The human court had been set. The human court says, based upon the law, said you got a stoner. Death is the only way to eradicate this. And Jesus says, no, there's a better way. I'll forgive you and I'll empower you. And you'll go and you'll sin no more. Hallelujah. The world is not going to get better, but the church is going to get more powerful as she recognizes the blood. Amen. Love one another, praise God, and you know, have fellowship because it really makes you one. You dismiss in Jesus' name.